Welcome to Get Your Head Back in the Game. This is a podcast about the amazing human spirit to overcome setbacks and stories to inspire you to get your head back in the game. My name is Melissa Ross. I am a mother, a wife, a sibling, a former professional cyclist, a cycling coach, and a serial entrepreneur. I am a traumatic brain injury warrior. I have lost everything and have fought my way back step by step. And I invite you to do the same. So get ready to join me for this wild ride. Hello and welcome to episode seven of Get Your Head Back in the Game. My name is Melissa Ross. And today I am going to be talking about getting rid of the shit in your life and talking about that road to healing. And I'm just going to kind of go through what I went through with my traumatic brain injury and some key things that I found were helpful for me to take ownership in what I was dealing with and also take control back for my daily life. So I have this quote I found that I liked. Um, It's by Young Pueblo. He's an author and he wrote, it is not about being fully healed and then starting your life. It is about embracing healing as a lifelong journey while allowing genuine connections to organically emerge along the way. So sometimes I think when we're dealing with trauma and we are caught in this trap, which for me, it was kind of this fight or flight mode for a very long time, but we're caught and we're not able to actually live. Like we think we have to get back to where we were to start living our life again. And that is not true you can start living today if you wanted to. There's just some steps you have to take to start moving forward. And so a few things that I found that kind of jump-started me to get rid of that shit that was dragging me down and keeping me from having, you know, what I felt like was a life And one of the things that made a huge difference for me was taking control of my night routine and my schedule. So when I first had my traumatic brain injury, I felt like I was shut down. I could only work a few hours a day because I couldn't handle looking at a computer screen or processing information in my head. And so what I did was... I got on a schedule and that involved making sure I exercised daily, got outside. And for a long time, that was just taking walks and sometimes short walks, but got outside, got in my walk. And I tried to do that the same time every day. And then my night routine was really important. And initially when I was dealing with my brain injury for the first instance. And then the second one that happened eight months later, uh, I, I initially 
could sleep all the time. But after about three months past my injury, I suffered from really bad insomnia. And that was something that's a common symptom um, in concussion and traumatic brain injury. So part of my routine um, for my night routine was getting off my devices, which I had to hide them in another room so I could just wind down a few hours before bedtime. And then an hour before bedtime, um, we like to watch TV in the evenings. It was getting to bed and reading. And I did struggle with reading because later I found out my eyes weren't working. (laughs) But I was able to, you know, at least get a little bit of reading in and reflect on um, what I was dealing with. Um, Another important part of going on this road to healing was actually acknowledging and um, taking ownership of my brain injury. Now, initially, (laughs) that was really hard to do, even though I was in control when I had my accident. Riding my bike was the first one. And um, I don't even know what happened, but uh, for a long time, I just felt like I was a victim, I guess you can say. I had that victim mentality versus acknowledging and owning that, hey, I own this. This is this is what I have right now, and this is a big part of me. It's going to be a part of me for a very long time, and it's, it's definitely changed who I am, but... Um, but I own this. And because I take ownership of it, I can actually control, have more control over myself instead of letting my brain injury control me. And that's a huge piece. Like that's a big shift from going to, wow, this, this brain injury is controlling my day where I can't get things done or I'm agitated and I'm, you know, angry all the time or I'm exhausted and I just want to close myself up to people, now I can actually turn around and go, I own you, brain injury. I control you (laughs) and I'm going to control my day. So um, that was a big shift for me. Now, these things did not happen overnight by any means. I mean, I'm talking about I had my first injury in 2019 in October, and now we're in April of 2023. So this is many years of having um, a traumatic brain injury and always, you know, being aware of it and knowing what I need to do to have a better outcome for every day. Um, A big piece of my healing journey was actually learning forgiveness for my second traumatic brain injury that I had from walking into a door jam at work. uh, That brain injury hit the side of my head and the symptoms I had were some similar to the first one, but others were worse because it really changed my, uh, 
who I was. I acted like a very different person from being happy-go-lucky, easygoing Melissa to a very pessimistic, angry, hurt, and um, just very unhappy person. And for a long time, I mean, it was shortly after that injury, I might add, that I lost my job. I was, I was fired. And part of me thinks, well, it's kind of funny timing that I lost my job after I asked for accommodations. But uh, the other piece of me was, was like, I was hurting, I was angry at the world, I was angry at everybody. And I didn't know how I could pick myself back up again. I knew I could because I had done it the first time, but I didn't know how. I just felt like it was just this ongoing cycle of setbacks. And um, forgiveness was a big part of that healing journey because I had to actually forgive others, you know, forgiving others. For instance, if you've had a concussion or I'm sure you've heard that this from other people where they might say, oh, it's just a concussion or those are just concussion symptoms. Like it's brush off, no big deal. Or you get the, oh, you look great. You must be back to 100%. And, and inside you're like, no, I'm not. I'm, in fact, I'm, you know, I'm going to deal with this for a really long time, but people, you know, people don't know by looking at you what you're dealing with inside. So you really have to learn how to forgive others for their unknowing remarks about what you may or may not be experiencing and really have to learn to forgive yourself for, you know, the way you might act, your mistakes you make. Um, being, you know, for me is forgiving myself for being responsible for my own injury and putting myself there and forgiving myself for not being perfect because in that, those really hard moments, um, in the beginning, um, was far from a perfect person or a perfect mother. That was a huge part of, you know, where I felt like I was letting myself down and my kids was, couldn't be the best mother to them that, they deserved. And so I really had to forgive myself to move forward so I could get better to become a better mother and a better wife and a better friend. There's, you know, there's so much that happens when you're dealing with trauma. And I think your past can compound those things you're dealing with. So if you're dealing with you know, anxiety, your anxiety could be compounded. Um, if you're dealing with other things, they can just get worse from a brain injury. So you just have to remember when you're going on this healing journey, if you imagine a big puzzle and that puzzle is you and that puzzle had kind of gotten knocked off the board or 
smacked around so the pieces aren't quite together. And you look at those pieces and you're like, well, where do they go? You can actually take those pieces and make yourself anew and slowly and methodically. So you can take that time when you're healing to go, how can I create myself better and stronger and use that as an opportunity to strengthen your life instead of being caught in this deep, dark hole of regret and, you know, frustration and anger and sadness. And, you know, you really have to retrain yourself and retrain your mindset when you're caught in this cycle of negativity to believe that you can be in control and you can see every small step as a win. And for me to even see those small steps, it actually started with going to, you know, physical therapy and vision therapy and my therapist would actually recognize it and go, wow, hey, Melissa, did you notice that you did this better this time? You weren't able to do this and now you did this. It was a step. We're going in the right direction and having those, you know, cheerleaders on your side to, to point it out because sometimes you can be blinded and have a hard time seeing those successes. So, you know, another way you can see it on your own is journaling and writing things down so you can recognize, hey, wait, today I was less agitated or I um, said nice things to my kids <laughs> instead of screaming at them. Those are wins. And that's a step in the right direction. So, I mean... When you're going through this healing journey, you really have to take a step back and look at the big picture. And with a traumatic brain injury, it's really hard to do that. It's easier said than done, but it's really hard because your mind is so narrow focused. Your vision is narrow focused. Everything is so narrow hard to shift back and take this big perspective, but you're going to have bad days. You're going to have good days. And when you have those bad days, that's when you have to really look back and go, wait, I did have a bad day. It was a setback, but in the, in the big scheme of things, I'm still on an upward trajectory, still heading upwards. And that's good. That's where I need to go. And I mean, recently I'm um, over two years out from my second or going on three years. Wow. Um, of my second traumatic brain injury. And I had two years of vision therapy from that. And this year is my first year of not having vision therapy. I'm functioning more like a normal person. And, um, I even drove myself to Moab and back a couple of weeks ago, which, was huge, huge um, success for me because I've been relying on my husband to drive me anywhere that's a long distance because my uh, brain couldn't handle it. But now I know I can, I can do it. I can do it in winter weather. And um, it was, it was hard, but I did it. 
And um, I I did though have a setback though when um, I was in Grand Junction. And one of the setbacks was I decided, I accidentally forgot my sleeping medication. I'm still on medication to help me sleep at night. And I accidentally forgot it. And instead of going into that spiral of like, oh no, you're not going to sleep at all on your trip. Shoot. And going into that negative spiral, I thought, well, I remember my doctor recently told me, hey, Melissa, maybe in a year we can wean you off those medications and you can sleep on your own. And I was kind of scared about that because I've been on it for almost four years. So I thought, you know, maybe this is, this is a sign that I can, I can try to sleep without my medication and see if I can actually sleep. And since I was on a trip, I was on vacation. I did. I, I slept great. I actually slept really good. It was deep sleep that I hadn't felt in forever. And I thought, this is great. I'm, I'm off of it. I'm successfully weaned myself. <laughs> and, uh, sadly, came back to the real world when I got back home and had my job, you know, work, stress, life stress back in my life again. And I tried one night to sleep without it. And it was the worst sleep I've had in forever. And I realized, you know what? I still need this medication, but I think I know the element that is holding me back and that is anxiety. And once I can figure that out, I will be able to sleep 100% without medication. So it was, you know, a setback for me, which I hadn't had in a while, but at the same time, I ended on a positive note knowing that, hey, there's a workaround and I know I can get there. So all in all, I think what I want you to take from this podcast today is to realize that when you're dealing with trauma and you're in that hole is that you need to own it. You got to stop hiding from it. You have to stop letting it control you and take control. Own it. You own it. It's yours. You own that injury and take back your control. Then you can start to peel away those layers that are hindering you from having a more normal life and you'll get there. It's not overnight. Some people, it takes a really long time, but you have to remember that even though you're on this healing journey, it doesn't mean you're not living. You are. Living can be finding that that healing um, power and going through that path. So take control, own it, and I hope you find some help in this podcast. So have a great one and Remember this, again, this podcast is meant to inform and educate people. I am not a substitute for 
a professional or a therapist or a doctor. And if you need help, find somebody that can help you. And I'm rooting for you. And please, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones that you think would benefit from it. We'll talk later. Have a good one.